self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artist what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am clammy red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point and tiktok at eddie b talking I keep forgetting you added TikTok. I added TikTok. Um, and I can be found at red underscore calamity. Um, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question or a comment or Reddit or whatever that you would like to send to us, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on any of the aforementioned social media platforms. Also, I want to let you all know that I am in candle business and if you guys want some candles i want y'all to send the email to conversation con artists let me know you want some candles and i'm gonna hit you with a coupon discount code won't tell you for how much because it may vary depending on how i feel but i want y'all to smell my candles because i think they're fucking amazing and you might as well get on the train now because when these motherfuckers take off <laughs> gonna be this cheap. You ain't gonna get no discounts. Well, y'all will, cause y'all my peoples. Um, we do have a listener letter from Angel, who is becoming one of the listener letter MVPs, along with Colin, and along with Andrew, who we ain't heard from in a while, but he'll be back. You ready, Red? Mm-hmm. Hey, con artists, the Reddit post about the hummus was crazy. What parent allows you to have loud ass sex in their home? Even if they don't have a problem with you having sex, being loud is disrespectful. When I was in my early 20s, my boyfriend and I both lived at home. His mother didn't care if we had sex, but they could never tell when we were. We were at his house by ourselves one day and we did allow ourselves to get carried away. We were having loud ass sex and I was saying some dirty ass shit. All of a sudden, we heard banging on the door. His mom had come home. She wanted us to shut the fuck up before his younger siblings could hear us. She wasn't upset, but I could look her in, I couldn't look her in the eye for a while after that. I was ashamed because of the nasty ass shit she overheard me saying to her son. I don't like forced work interactions at my job either. They like to plan outings outside of work. Most people go because they feel obligated. I usually don't attend and I have only attended one Christmas party in the seven years I've been there. They always make comments about that, but I don't care. We're not friends. They need to get over it. My coworkers and I are watching one of those morning shows the other day. They were talking about red flags while dating. One of the women said, uh, wanting to see you more than twice a week is a red flag. I don't necessarily agree. I would say more than three or four times is excessive. I guess it would depend on your lifestyle and how busy you are. What are some red flags y'all look for while dating? Mr. On Point, please don't forget to send me a list you mentioned a few episodes ago. Thank you. I did send Angel that kink list, which is the list she's talking about. If you want to know about your kinks, the only way you can get it from me is send an email to conversationconartist at gmail.com. Thank you for that letter, Angel. What are your thoughts, Red? Um... <laughs> So, yes, uh, forced socialization at work is bullshit. Um, I I especially hate it when it's like, it's different if it's like 
a Christmas party that's like after work or something and you can avoid it. I think I talked when we talked on that episode about how I had a supervisor. She do this shit while we was at work. So like, unless you just didn't come into work, it really wasn't no way for you to miss that shit. Like, she would do it during business hours because she was fucking insane. And it was awful every time. I hated it. It was the absolute worst. Um, How much somebody want to see you I, I, I hold don't on, know. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. We we no. we get to that part. We get to that part. We we're not going to skip the loud, nasty ass sex part of this conversation, which was I the mean, very first. What is there to say about that? I'm I'm <laughs> going to ask you. Do you are you a talker? Like, do you say no. uh, what would be regarded as inappropriate things? No. Have you ever had a person that said like nasty stuff? Not really. Um, surprisingly enough. Niggas that I fuck with have been like, and I and I I think I would prefer the nasty shit over this, like just really romantic, like lovey shit. I don't like that. I don't so like that. So like Joe, tell me what kind of man yeah. is bring you flowers and sliding in the knees, or like I, baby face. That's too much. I'll I don't, pay don't like your it. Your bills. She I don't like it. Mm-mm. Okay. I, I prefer dirty talk to that because it's like. It feels out of place. I don't know. Anyway, that's not really my thing. <laughs> listen, listen, when I'm watching porn every now and then and not like professional, like the homegrown <laughs> porn, some people be saying some stuff and I'd be like, people be saying this shit in their homes. <laughs> I hope ain't nobody in the other rooms. <laughs> And, and some stuff women be saying, I'd be like, if somebody was saying that shit to me, I don't know what the hell I would be saying back. I have no clue what I would be saying back if they were saying some of the stuff. But I, I can't, I can't talk shit. I'm not a shit talker. I'm not a good shit talker. Matter of fact, the guys that I used to play ball with, with Chris, Leroy Ketchum, he know. I was attempting to talk shit in a group with these guys as a non-shit talker because I was like, you know what? Maybe this is my time to show that I can fit in and be, you know, cool and roast with the guys. Number one, I wasn't familiar enough with those people. Number two, I wasn't integrated with them long enough to be comfortable enough or for them to be comfortable enough with me. So when I made my little jokes, they all turned on me. (laughs) You know, they were joking on me like a motherfucker. But as soon as I said something, they all turned on me. But not only did they turn on me, but because I don't roast and I'm not good at it, I said some shit that made them niggas think I'm gay. (laughs) And they kicked me out the group. (laughs) And then Chris invited me back. And then they kicked me out again. So I'm just not a good shit talker. And so I know that if I attempted to talk shit during sex, I'd be like, oh, how do you like that? Yeah, <laughs> how does yeah. that feel? Absolutely not. I love those gyrations. <laughs> Keep it moving. Christ. Yeah, don't do that. Wow. That slop top. <laughs> like, imagine somebody being like that. Like, I w- that's how awkward I would be. I mean, I say this weird shit in my voice, but I just stay silent. I don't, I don't say nothing. I'm going to fuck up and say something stupid. Or maybe it won't be stupid, but internally I feel like it'll be stupid, so I don't say shit. So I'm just a quiet motherfucker. But then, I mean, I've I met, like, one person who actually talked and said shit and expected me to say stuff back. 
which that exists. Yeah. But I, I I told you I I told a story on the podcast a long time ago about being caught, which I was caught once by this girl's granddaddy while we were having sex in her house and her grandmama was gone out of town. But granddaddy had Alzheimer's and he walked in and said, Hey, what y'all doing? And she was like, Get out of here. And he walked out and then he didn't even remember in the morning. And she knew he wasn't gonna remember in the morning. Which was fucked up. But <laughs> You know, I never do it again. I mean, I'm grown now. I don't have to sneak and have sex with somebody like I was doing when I was uh, in college. But you know, whatever. Um, I never had a job that had forced interactions. Um, so I ain't really dealt with that part of the game. Awesome. Red flags. Um, I mean, how much time somebody wants to spend? Because like for who the lady that said it was a red flag, obviously she ain't somebody that like to spend a whole lot of time and maybe she's busy. But there are people that two days would not be a problem or more than two days wouldn't be an issue because they like, you know. So I don't I time spent is determined between the couple of what's appropriate and what's not. I don't know that because there are people I mean, is it healthy? Probably not. But there are people that like see each other every single day. Or want to see each other every single day. And as long as both of them want to do that shit, I guess. <laughs> um, red flags that I usually look for. Um, I don't date people that have kids that don't take care of their fucking kids. I don't like that shit. Not cute. Do you make it an obligation to find out if they're doing that or not? Yes, I do. If you tell me you have children, uh, my next question is going to be like, oh, how often do you see them? That's too direct. Why? But I'm not. Why? How is that too direct? I don't know you. I don't feel like I need to pussyfoot around this shit. They can lie yeah. about that. They can lie about that real easily. They can. And when I catch them in that lie later, when you ain't been seeing your fucking kids, it's gonna be a problem. Now you gotta ask them a question that a, a parent would know. Like that, what? <laughs> like what their favorite color is. They can just what? lie about that. You can just. Oh, uh, you you gonna catch them off guard? They gonna stutter. They gonna stutter. But I don't even know that I would know what my kid's favorite fucking color is. Like, why not? Why would I know that? Yes, you would. Because every time <laughs> you go to a fucking store, they're gonna want a red shirt. <laughs> like kids are simple. Uh-huh. When a kid favorite color, oh red, oh red, I want the red. I want the red candies. I want the red strawberries. Little nigga, is your favorite color red? Yes. You gonna know real early your kid's favorite color is red. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm very direct, especially in the beginning. I do that purposely because if you, because that still doesn't tell me how often, like, or it doesn't tell me the kind of relationship, like, so if you tell me from jump that you're involved with your kids, you love them and all of this shit, and then as we continue along, because I'm paying attention and I'm always assessing, it's a continual assessment process with me. And I see that you ain't like, oh, we can't hang out this weekend. I'm going to have the kids. Oh, uh, I got to go to such and such, you know, soccer game. If you ain't doing that kind of shit, then I'm going to question how much you actually are spending time with you. Because how are you spending time with me all this time? When the fuck are you seeing these goddamn kids? So I ask direct questions so that um, I have a direct answer so that when you lie, I can directly fuck you up for that. So I ask very direct questions, especially in the beginning. And I just I just put that back in the back of my mind for later. 
mm-hmm. in case I need it. Because <laughs> when I met you, you said that you were heavily involved in your children's life. However, you ain't seen them niggas, and we've been talking for three months. How, what what is your definition of heavily involved, sir? Um. So yeah, people that talk incessantly and badly about their ex all the time, that's a red flag to me too. Like, why you not with her anymore? <laughs> like I get because people are like, oh, you know, you'll talk about your relationships and and you know, maybe how you ended up single. That that's fine. But there are people who constantly bring up their ex. You ain't dealt with that shit because every time something happened, yeah, that bitch used to wait. Hold that's on. what I did. That's what I did with the first girl that I was engaging with here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just, you know, just talking as friends for the most part. And so an ex is a part of significant pieces of my story, right? Mm-hmm. So when you ask me why I lived in Hawaii, she's a part of that story. Mm-hmm. When you ask me why I have or will participate in non-monogamy, she's a part of that story. And so because I was including her in the story that goes along with those questions, I was perceived as not over my ex. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, but if, but from my perspective, I am utterly over my ex, but that to me means talking about them is no of no consequence, you know. Yeah. But I'm realizing that like whether whether I feel like that, just mentioning X is for some people is just like too much. It's like oh, you you got to be not over your ex. But well, for me, for her, I think that it was a symptom of what she believes that she's supposed to do with her exes when she's done with people. It's different to answer a question like, uh, you know, you were living in Hawaii. Well, I was living there with my ex. Then when you're constantly complaining about or anytime something happens, yeah, my ex used to do that. Like that kind of shit when it's negative things, that's when it's a problem. But mentioning like because the situations or circumstances that you ended up in in your life story that involved that person, that's different. But like I'm talking more about people that constantly have negative shit to say even when you ain't asked for it like we out and i ordered clams (laughs) and you started talking about how she was uh allergic to clams and how you should have used them clams to kill her ass just just extreme like that kind of shit is like what what is it that we always talking about this woman but what if it's on the opposite side what if it's like my ex used to eat clams too still because why (laughs) I'm gonna fuck so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a lot of people eat clams, nigga. So talking about them too negatively or talking about them too positively are both problems. Yes. Like, cause that, I mean, again, and really outside of the beginning of your relationship or starting to talk to somebody, there might be Pete like times here or there where you might mention them. But like you, there should be no reason that you still like talking this much about that person further on into a situation. Like, why are we still talking about her? Like, for what? <laughs> why? What's the reason. So yeah, um, not taking care of your kids, talking about your ex too much, um, negatively or positively. Um, 
Those are the only two I can think of. Well, you know, I think there's a difference between red flags and preferences. And I think that this is a case of a woman calling her preferences a red flag. Yeah. I don't prefer to see somebody more than twice a week. It's not a red flag. I see red flags to me are these universal, all encompassing, applicable, uh, you know, personality traits or behaviors that we can all look at as a culture and say that that's a problem <laughs> and we should avoid old problems. You know what I'm saying? So somebody who slap you in the face on the first date, <laughs> that's a red flag. Everybody in the goddamn United States can say that's a red flag. Don't date him. That's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Um, a dude who you, uh, y'all get to this, get to his house, and he take off his shoes, and they smell like corn chips. Red flag, nigga. Uh, goddamn, or a woman. I mean, I, I this is a woman that came to my door one time, and her feet smelled like corn chips, and I was like, it's never been a faster turn off. Ain't no other faster turn off than women turn, smelling weird. I mean, I think women expect men to smell weird at some components. Um, <laughs> the woman I'm talking to told me like on white sheets she was like uh you i can't believe you know i've never seen any dirt or smudges come from you on my white sheets and i'm like who the fuck y'all been engaging with out here <laughs> are niggas that dirty oh my god you know so i don't know anyway um so i don't see I, like, those are red flags to me preferences are just things that like don't mesh with you so i wouldn't that ain't I've engaged with people where at the beginning I talked to them every day and once we started seeing each other, I saw them every day for a period of time and, you know, that's just what it was. We messed up on that. Um, now, I guess somebody that has an incessant need and desire to see you even though you don't want to and they're really trying to, like, I want to see you, I want to see you, that can be perceived as a red flag. Like, that's that's an issue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. But preferences, you know, um, so I ain't gonna talk about red flags. I'm gonna talk about some of my preferences. Um, if you eat black licorice, that's a problem. I'm not not kissing you after you eat black licorice. I don't want to see the little black bit stuck in between your teeth. That's uh, black licorice is nasty. Okay, uh, I mean some of y'all l- might like black licorice. I've met people that like black licorice, but why? What what's wrong with your taste buds? Well, your taste bud calibration is off, in my opinion. And you can't be eating my delicious-ass food while you also love black licorice. I don't believe that you're going to be tasting my shit in the way that it's supposed to be tasted, okay? Um, When it comes to dating apps, anybody that got a horse in their profile with their picture, if you got a horse in the profile picture with you, don't care. It feels elitist. I don't want to see your horse. Put some regular shit on your profile. Take a picture in your room. Just take a regular picture outside. But if you standing next to a horse head, I don't. I don't I'm not talking to you. Okay. <laughs> I don't prefer to continue the conversation. Okay. <laughs> I don't have anything against horses, but you choosing to put a horse in your picture. If you ain't doing equine therapy now, if you're doing equine therapy, maybe. But I'll never get far enough to ask you because I'm swiping left. Um. Vegan and vegetarian. Um, if you eat meat sometimes, we can get along. Okay. But if if you full blown don't eat meat, 
And and you're one of those people that also be like, oh, you eat meat. Go brush your teeth before we can do these things. No, we're not talking. Okay. Sometimes in the middle of the street mall, I like to go and just grab a stick of meat and eat it. And I don't want to hear your mouth. I just don't want to be badgered about my love for meat. Um, if you are too clean, all right. And what I mean by too clean is if you are the kind of clean that forces me into joining your system of cleanliness, I can't do that. I can't do that. Like being clean is good, but I I believe in organized chaos. I don't put shit in the same place twice. Now I will put your shit in the same place twice. But my shit, I'm going to put it wherever it makes sense for the day that I'm using it and for my understanding of when I may use it the next time, right? I'm sorry. I just looked up and realized, why do you have a picture of a fucking cat on your wall? Because I like cats. What the fuck? Why? I can't have a picture of cats. I mean, I guess you can, but you you like cats, but you're not like a pet person. Like, <laughs> Well, I'm not. A, I am a pet person. I was allergic to cats for five years before 2020. I didn't have an opportunity to have a pet the way I wanted to. But when I'm in a place to have a pet, I will have a cat. Okay. I just looked I'm expanding up. my list. If you have a problem with <laughs> my love for cats, cats on the wall, if you hate cats in some capacity, preference. I don't want you in my life, okay? <laughs> and if you're a dog person, then... It's okay, but you're not going to see dog people is, is a certain kind of like codependent, you know what I'm saying? Like true dog people. You ain't a true dog person. I am a true dog. You are not a true dog person. You are not. Your dog person this was contingent upon having a dog like Kingston that we established was a, a Chinese emperor. At least in his present life, past life. He was a human. He knew what the human experience was like. He didn't want to fuck with you. He didn't fuck with nobody else. He had dictator vibes. He had, I used to command motherfuckers like you, and you fucking giving me food on the floor in a bowl. Bitch. <laughs> I'm going to eat it, though. That's what Kingston did. That's who Kingston was. Your dogness was contingent on him. Now, you love Remy because you began to love Remy, but you don't love Remy because of how Remy is. No, I don't. <laughs> I love him despite how he is. <laughs> exactly. Like, if the motherfucker wasn't cute, like, nah. like if, he had, if he had an eyeball missing or something, you would have took him back long ago. Probably. He's just cute. You're not a true dog person. A true dog person loves a dog because they need a dog and a dog needs them it's a codependent relationship so if you a dog dog person we can't do nothing but if you if we can do something and you hate cats you gotta go because i'm gonna have a cat one day and i don't want to have to train my cat to scratch you because i will and i won't do that so i won't leave you in my i won't bring you in my life so expanding my list for y'all that can't see i have i have a wall canvas of a cat and i like it i just i just <laughs> looked up and was looking at the pictures on the wall and it was like is that a fucking cat <laughs> i don't even have dogs up i have my dogs pictures of them yeah. well really pictures of kingston i don't have no pictures he died so different <laughs> this, this <laughs> for my twitch stream and i was like what represents 
the things that I like. So I have a picture of an Xbox controller up there. Well, it's really a neutral controller. It looks like an Xbox controller. Uh, Spider-Man, which is my favorite Marvel superhero. Uh, a thing that says Namaste. A cat. And a thing that says a little weird is good. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, that's all I can find. The rest of them made sense. I was just curious about the cat. You knew I like cats. I knew you like cats, but like not enough to hang one well, on your... The Facebook page got a picture of a dog and a cat, and the cat's supposed to be that. me, and the dog's supposed to be you. Like <laughs> that's what it's supposed to be. Just so you know. Yeah. Uh, is that all of your preferences? If you, if you, I, I, this is not a. Pre- I'm gonna keep an eye out for you. If if we go out on the first date and I try to pay and you stop me and be like, no, I'm paying for myself aggressively, I'm going to keep my eyes open because that's some trauma response. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just trying to be nice and you treat me like I'm trying to control the situation or abuse you. And it's like, I understand that you might have been abused financially in the past, you know, and, and, and it makes sense for you to not want to pay. But if you if you do it aggressively, that's like uh, you're you're replaying some trauma in your head. But I got a long laundry list, but, you know, I'm going to stop right there. You know, I'm going to stop right there. My preference that I'll mention is men that don't dress like teenagers. Like I'm almost 40 at this point. Right. And so. I got off. I when I was on dating sites, um, it's so many men that dress like how you see these teenagers dress in these like really colorful clothes and shoes, and I and it looks dumb, right? It looks dumb on them. Like this, is what teenagers do? This is their style in the same way that we had our style when we were teenagers, and so I don't. It don't look dumb to me on them because this is just what they doing, right? This is just their generation's version of being whatever. That's fine. But when I see a 40-year-old man with all of this shit on, I'm always like, nope. <laughs> That's an immediate no. It's an immediate no. You're not living your, your truth. <laughs> like You're trying to recapture some lost youth or some shit. I don't want to be a part of that. I'm cool. I'm cool. Now, they're putting in women, I'm sure, that don't mind it and, and think that they, you know, they know how to dress and that, you know, they want to be seen with somebody that's dressed like a 15-year-old. Me personally, though, um, don't want to do it. Not going to do it. So I immediately swipe on men that dress like that. Like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm cool. Like, you're an adult man. <laughs> Supposed to be. The fuck is this? So yeah. Gotcha. But that's the only one I'll mention. Okay. Um, have some I'm out of the assholes. Let me do this one because I just think that the title pissed me off. <laughs> um, I mean that's really why I chose it, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh am I the asshole for not allowing my girlfriend to have dangerously hot showers? How the fuck are you going to allow her? This is my goddamn shower. <laughs> are you in here? But is it your water? I don't care whose water it is. What difference does it make? You paying you for that water? 
who cares about the temperature of somebody else's shower? I highly doubt that this is because he she reused all the hot water. I guarantee you this is because he feels like it's uh, because men, for whatever reason, feel like women take too hot of showers. They do, y'all do. What do you mean? Y'all take hot showers. Y'all showers are too hot. If it was too hot, we wouldn't be able to shower in the water. That because y'all mamas put y'all in hot ass bathtubs because I don't know why women. I don't know what. They what, didn't do that to y'all. Your, my mom sure made us all the same. Hell no. But but I bet your brothers don't take hot ass showers like you do. Probably not. I don't get it though. They're relaxing. I don't understand what y'all have again. I've had to take showers with people and y'all want cold water. Like, why is this? Like, I don't want cold water. I want my water to be hot enough. Y'all want y'all water to be hot. That's two different things. <laughs> you know, like when I get to a certain point in the shower where it's hot, you know, and it got, I don't have the knobs. I got like one one knob that yeah. goes from cold to hot. You know, it get to a certain point and I do a little tap, tap on it, boop, boop, just so it go over just a little bit. And then it get just right at a certain point. Y'all just turn that shit all the way up and just. I really do. Like in my shower, I do have the individual ones. I just turn the hot water all the way on. No. What? Why you? <laughs> you shouldn't do that. I believe that in your first bath, you were dangerously close to death. <laughs> the first bath that your mama ever gave you, you were dangerously close to death and being scalded. And. Your mama didn't know, you didn't know, and and now your your sales on your body works poorly. Why only women know? That doesn't make any sense. That I don't know, man. <laughs> it, anyway. I think y'all women have a higher pain tolerance because y'all have to go through pregnancy. I guess maybe y'all are just conditioned to have a, a higher pain tolerance all around the board. Let's see why he's upset about it. Maybe it is because you're using a bottle of hot water and everything. But I thought it was like, allow? <laughs> you fucking you talking about allow me to take a shower at a specific temperature? Don't sit your ass down. Um, I have been dating my girlfriend for eight months. Things have been going so well that it, that she started a project based in part of the, in my part of the city. She decided to stay at my place temporarily rather than do the daily commute. I noticed that when she showers, she has the water so hot that steam billows from the bathroom when she opens the door. It leaves everything in the bathroom wet. That's how condensation works, bitch. <laughs> I've been telling her to use the dehumidifier in the bathroom as she showers. She told me that she showers with the window open and turns it on afterwards because the air was too humid for the dehumi dehumidifier. I put my foot down and told her it wasn't optional, and she ended up breaking the dehumidifier with the steam. That's what she told you was going to happen, but you put your foot down, dumbass. Um, I told her that enough was enough, and if there, and that if there's no dehumidifier, then she would have to shower at a normal temperature like everyone else does. When she comes out of the bathroom, her skin is red. When she, What she did instead was start locking herself in the bathroom while the steam dissipated so I wouldn't catch her. Or dissipated. I don't know why I said dissipated. Dissipated so I wouldn't catch her turning my bathroom into a fucking sauna. Well, last week I had had enough of it. I took the lock off the bathroom door. The toilet is in a separate room, so there is still a com complete privacy when using the toilet, by the way. Now she can't steam out my entire bathroom without me knowing. I knock before entering and make sure it's not too steamy in the bathroom and that the temperature of the water is normal. 
She hasn't said anything about it, but since I did that, her mood has been low with me. She started spending weekends at her place and she slowly started, she's been slowly taking her stuff with her. Uh-huh. Yeah. I told her that she, that I didn't do it to be nasty, but the hot showers were damaging my bathroom and probably her health too. She just says, okay, and it's fine. Yeah. You finna get broken up with niggas. <laughs> Listen, no, no. Why do you care? She opened the bathroom door. She told you that this was going to break the dehumidifier and she used it in the way that you told her to use it. Then it break and you you mad. Like what? And if it was bad for her health or if her skin was in pain, don't you think she would just shower in a different way? Y'all are white, obviously, if her skin is turning red. Y'all turn red for everything. So that doesn't mean shit. <laughs> Like, somebody can brush up against you too hard and you'll be red in the spot that they brushed up against you at. So, what? Why do you care so much? Like, it ain't, she's not showering with you. She's not telling you that you need to use the, the level of hot water that she uses. This is her shower. And now you feel in the kind of way because she's slowly moving the fuck out and going back to her place where she can shower the way she fucking wants to. I mean, really, which is her only option, because I would do the same thing. Like, I'm not going to keep doing this with you. I'm not going to take a shower that I don't want to take because it's stupid. I can't even believe we're having an argument about me taking showers. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like, whatever, man. Listen, buddy. You are uh, stupid <laughs> because... Of all the tiny petty, like how can you say your relationship been going this amazing up to eight months, and you decide that a shower is gonna be the thing that jeopardizes your relationship? Come on, man. Like you give and take, man. A little, what is a little steam supposed to do? You know, it's not going to fuck anything up bad enough and fast enough, except for that dehumidifier. <laughs> <laughs> That it should jeopardize your relationship, man. It, it, it's one of two things. Either you're a control freak or you're a self-saboteur. Maybe the relationship started to get too fucking real and you needed to find something that may jeopardize it. But it was petty enough not to be certain to jeopardize it so that you can act like it when your fault when it's destroyed or broken. But this is a very stupid, petty reason. You are an asshole. Yes. The asshole. And you're going to be uh, regretful of this moment for some time after this. Yeah. Bathrooms are modeled to handle steam. It is why your bathroom looks different than the other rooms in your house. Your bathroom has tile. Your bathroom has things in it that other places in the house don't have because it's meant to handle steam from showers and shit. It is a room in which water resides quite in abundance. <laughs> so, like, I don't even know what, what is you that you think she's going to tear up. And then it's, this is a t you said at the very beginning of this, that this is a temporary situation while she's working on this project. So she ain't even moved into your house permanently. So what are you talking about that is going to cause damage? How, over, how much... <laughs> How much damage could she possibly cause to this bathroom in the amount of time that she's going to be staying there? And like I said, bathrooms are designed to handle steam and that shit. It's designed for that. That's why you have showers in there and not in the fucking kitchen. Like, what are you talking about? 
fuck you, sir. And I'm you finna be broken up with. I hope that's you know that that's what that is. Like she just started moving her shit out, and she ain't even said nothing. That's how you know. <laughs> she just been slowly getting her shit <laughs> and just distancing herself. Yeah, it's imminent. Imminent, sir. Coming. Hey, Terry, what happened to Jessica? <laughs> Bitch was taking hot showers, bro. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? What do you mean? She was taking hot showers, bro. Steam. <laughs> Terry, what? What did? Bathrooms are made for steam. What are you talking about, <laughs> bro? She broke my dehumidifier with all that steam. Who the fuck has a dehumidifier for the bathroom? What? What the fuck are you on, man? I don't understand this. You, you mean you don't have a dehumidifier for your bathroom? Fuck no! I don't know anybody who got a fucking dehumidifier for the bathroom. I know what I have is one of them fucking things that come on when you turn the light on. That zoo that fucking yes. takes the steam up. You have one of those? No, I have a dehumidifier. Why the fuck your bathroom ain't got that shit built into it? Why you back? Why your bathroom? Why you gotta have your own dehumidifier, man? Like, but you, you broke up with a girl because of this. Well, no, she broke up with me because I put my fucking foot down. You you put your fucking foot down about some steam. <laughs> yeah, steam, it fucks up shit in the back. But what it fuck up, man? What it fuck up? The towel? The fucking porcelain on the toilet? What kind of exquisite ass paint job you got in your bathroom that you don't need steam to start your walls from peeling? <laughs> and if that's the case, you're stupid for painting in the bathroom. Why you? It's the bathroom. It's the place you shit. Or you just want to have you trying to create an ambiance for the place that you drop turrets off? That makes no sense, man. You don't deserve to be with women <laughs> if a hot shower is the reason that you're gonna break up with them. Fuck you. I made myself mad with this little conversation. Because it's stupid. <laughs> it's dumb. Why? <laughs> gonna send her. Out, gonna send her out here with shower trauma. Next time she have a boyfriend, and she go over his place. She ain't even gonna be bathing hot. <laughs> she gonna be out there taking lukewarm ass showers, about to freeze to death, thinking she ain't clean. Because for some reason, I, I imagine women believe that the heat do the work instead of the soap. <laughs> it just feels good. I don't think I'm any cleaner because of it. I just think that it feels nice. It's relaxing. But I also watch uh, crime dramas to go to sleep. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. My idea of relaxing is weird. <laughs> Should have stayed and dumped a, dumped a pot of boiling water on him. Nah, don't become a criminal because of that. Don't become a criminal. <laughs> no, she did, right? Look, she got her own place. She was only staying there because of it was convenient. And when it no longer became fucking convenient, I'm out. The whole reason I came here is for this to be an easier process since I'm going to be on this side of town. But with you bitching and moaning and shit, I could be back at my own place in silence and peace with my hot shower. The fuck? So, you know, you have physical red flags you got behavioral red flags you got psychological red flags you got emotional red flags I, but you know i want i want to what about like process red flags like process addictions you know what i'm saying like 
sometimes just the way a person handles a thing from beginning to end itself is a red flag. Like how they're applying logic to a situation sometimes like, can be a red flag in itself. Like putting milk in the bowl before the cereal. That, that's that's a preference. I don't want you in my life, <laughs> but that's a preference. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. How the fuck would you do that? I actually do that now. Why? Because when I'm at work and I'm working at the office, I keep my cereal in my office and the milk is in the kitchen. Okay. So instead of bringing my cereal to the front with my bowl and my milk just to put the cereal in the bowl first, I put the milk in it in the kitchen and then take my bowl back and then take the cereal out of my drawer and then put it in the milk. Why are you hiding your cereal? Why is the cereal just not in the kitchen? I'm not hiding my cereal. My my dad has severe OCD and he don't want shit existing that don't look like it look every day. So I can't put a box on the refrigerator or put a box somewhere where it'll be visible is problematic. Really? Yes, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. His house got to look the same every single oh my God. day. That's and that's why, that why motherfucker bringing me into their organizational cleaning system is problematic for me. Because <laughs> this is what I'm living in right now. Oh, God. That would drive me nuts. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. That OCD is horrible. I hate to be living you know, with you're OCD. You're doing it out of necessity, though, not because you want to do it. Oh, not because absolutely. You think it's the correct way. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Listen, oh, I feel like he is a slave to that system. <laughs> like, I don't feel like he want to do it either. <laughs> I, that's what I'm learning about people with OCD. Like, oh, uh, yeah, they don't enjoy it. They just have to do it. Yeah, I, he's a slave to the system and the anxiety that he experienced when some shit going on that I did that he didn't expect is deeply triggering. So, yeah, I keep my fucking cereal in the back office because of that. But, yeah, but I do it. I do it anyway. So, how can I even judge that deeply? Because, again, it's out of, I would, sometimes you have to do things out of necessity because of a situation, right? But it feels wrong. You know it's not okay. And when you are outside of that situation, you do it different. I would still stand in judgment of somebody who, in their own home, chooses to go in the refrigerator and pour a bowl of fucking milk and then put cereal on top of it. The only time that that should be the order that you do that is if you already ate a bowl and you put cereal in your leftover milk for a second bowl. I think there's another context if you want to take deliciousness into consideration. There are some cereal that get soggy so fast that if you pour the milk on top of those cereal, then the bottom cereal have no fucking hope of being crispy still. The bottom cereal is still like, because you're pouring, whatever cereal hit first is still going to sink down to the bottom and you're still going to be probably eating from the top, not the bottom. You're still going to get soggy cereal. Fruity Pebbles, man. That's a high risk with Fruity Pebbles. Matter of fact, in order for Fruity Pebbles to be delicious, you got to use half the milk that you would of other cereal. Like That's that. how it works. You got to leave crunchy ones on the top. You can't let all of them filter out in the milk. I eat uh, old pepper uh, cereal now. What you eat? What kind of cereal you eat? <laughs> Frosted mini wheats. Adding that to the fucking preference list. <laughs> if I come into your house with this frosted fucking mini wheats on the top of the refrigerator, we can't They're do nothing good. after this. They taste good. <laughs> they do not taste good. 
What? When did you? When, when the first time you bought frosted mini wheats as an adult in this part of your life? What, what were your thoughts? Well, I didn't buy it on its own. I was buying them little packets of mini boxes of cereal that come in like like eight to a section, and it, it was a it was in one of the little packs, so I ate it and I liked it. I was like, oh, this ain't bad. I thought this was gonna be nasty. So that shit tastes like sugary hay. <laughs> what the hell you? Why the hell I want to eat that? Them little stringy ass goddamn broomstick Brussels. Ew, they're not good soggy. They're not good soggy. But they're so thick that you would literally have to just sit that bowl up there and leave it for hours for all of that to get soggy. Because it's so thick. So the, the milk can't really infiltrate it to make it soggy fast. Is that the only old people cereal you eat? <laughs> you got oat bran in your goddamn refrigerator. In, I don't have No, I, I eat Honey Nut Cheerios. What about wheat germ? What the fuck is that? That sounds disgusting. No. It's like you add it to your cereal. It's like a, it ain't powdery. It's like grainy. No. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. I eat Raisin Bran. Why not Raisin Bran Crunch? I'll get that sometimes. Um, But sometimes I don't want the crunch. <laughs> so what? if I don't want the, the crunch. Fucking, the fucking cereal and already crunchy. What the? But it's it's even more those little nuggets can be hard. Sometimes I don't want to do all that chewing. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the clusters are delicious. I don't know why people They're won't okay. want the clusters. Oh, you know I I honey nut clusters too. I'll get that sometimes. I'll buy like my regular, like my special case strawberry or something like that, and I'll add like the clusters to them. It's them dried strawberries. It's weird. I, I like them. I like them. I mean, I'll buy some real strawberries and add it to it because it ain't enough that would be better. for me. We used to, um, because we were poor, my mom would buy cornflakes and we would cut bananas up in them because, you know, cornflakes don't have no fucking taste. Who liked cornflakes in your house? Nobody, but it was what my mom bought, so you ate it. And we just started putting bananas in it. Why? That makes no sense to me. She had to like them at least. Maybe she did. I don't know. But we had cornflakes and we would cut bananas up and eat them. I'm expanding my list to flavorless cereal. <laughs> if you um, if you bring flavorless, flavorless cereal into my house. And, and they have different flavors. They have like the strawberry frosted mini wheats. They have blueberry frosted. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about cornflakes. Oh. Cheerios. If it ain't sweetened. We got a problem. I'm adding. I'm, I'm adding kicks to the list. I don't respect kicks. Who okay? eats kicks still? I don't know, but they. I Is heard still, they. It's still a cereal. It's still a thing. I heard they are still kid tested and mother approved. <laughs> Lies. Kids never like kicks. Lies. Kicks is like. Kicks is Cheerios that wish they were sweet, <laughs> and then they got a little sweet on them. Kicks was disgusting. I think my mom would buy kicks sometimes too. We didn't really have good cereal in my house. Not even the off-brand, right? Like, so she would buy Kellogg's Frost, I mean, Kellogg's uh, Corn Flakes. And I'm like, I would have settled for the off-brand of, a, like, an actually good cereal instead of you buying Kellogg's or whoever makes kicks. Listen, I, there are a lot of parents out there who be like, I want to manage my child's diet. I don't want them to eat this and that. Listen, my kids are going to have all of the shit. Because I'm going to have all the shit. They're going to be eating Frosted Flakes, Fruity Pebbles, 
Honey Smacks, Golden Grams, and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Even though I, I'm losing respect for Cinnamon Toast Crunch, um, because as soon as you pour the milk on the cereal, they all just all the fucking seasoning just run off the bitches. <laughs> they turn into Golden Grams real fast. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, uh, the only reason they are maintaining respect and the respect will always be constant is because the milk is a fucking amazing after all of that seasoning run off into the milk. The milk is phenomenal. The cereal, fucking mediocre after the milk run out. So I don't even know how we got on cereal. You said people who put the milk in front in the oh, cereal yeah. first as a response to what? More red flag or process red? You were talking about process. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Process red flag. So I think like the process of how people do things. Uh, I think just how people apply logic to things. To me, this would have been a whole a logical issue. You know what I'm saying? Like if if I was the person to take, I wouldn't take a hot shower. I would never <laughs> be in this situation. I would never be in this situation like this. So anyway, we'll just talk about him fucking up. The logic that he have is problematic, and it's like the process by how he got to the issue that he had, and feeling like it was a significant enough issue to need to put his foot down, bro. Y- y'all gotta let that misogyny and shit go. All right, motherfucking women don't want to hear. I'm putting my foot down. Um, I'm the head. I'm the lead. They don't want to hear that shit. Matter of fact, women don't even want to hear you say I'm a good man. You can't even say that shit now. It's bad. You shouldn't say I'm a good man. Women gonna think that this is it's like um Andre 3000 said, if you say real talk, I probably won't trust you. It's that same concept. If you say you a good man, she probably not gonna think you a good man. Because a lot of good men end up being problematic as shit. Or a lot of self-identified good men be problematic as shit. So don't do that. Anyway, uh fuck him. And don't do what he did. No. Let your woman take her hot, scalding ass, damn near finna die showers, <laughs> and leave it alone. Okay? Don't paint your bathroom. Don't keep nothing in your bathroom that hot ass hot will fuck up because your woman is gonna take a hot ass hot shower. Matter yeah. of fact, I think a woman who don't take a hot ass hot shower might be might be uh, on the preferences list. It's too many do it. Too many do it. If women don't do it, I, I, it might be a problem. So I, I'm adding that as a question mark. Women who don't take hot ass, hot ass showers, we might not be compatible. I, I remember the first time one was like, hey, let's take a shower together. That was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be no bitch. That's back when I was stuck on misogyny and maintaining these roles as men. I stepped in that shower and was fucking being tortured for 25 minutes. I wasn't aware that it was even hot until I took a shower with somebody for the first time and they was acting all crazy. I'm like, what the fuck wrong with you? (laughs) I just like dancing in the shower. (laughs) I'm fucking being burned alive. That's what's fucking happening. Got this boiling ass water on me next to boiling ass water. In my skin. I don't uh, like it. Uh, uh, let's see. Do, do, do. Maybe we need to do the podcast on... We're recording the podcast on Saturday, y'all. And I got a ton of energy. <laughs> Unlike Sunday mornings where 
I be goddamn damn near sleepy. <laughs> I know y'all can tell the difference. There's no way if you listen to this podcast three or four weeks in a row, you can't tell the difference between me the last three weeks and now. Maybe we need to do this shit Saturday morning often, more often. <laughs> I just got I got up in early in the morning. I got through cleaning up. I did all something to do, and I got energy, energy. <laughs> um, okay, I got I got one. Yeah, one. I got two. Yeah. And I guess you could choose which one you want to work on first. Am I the asshole for going off on my husband after seeing the text he sent his mom, which constantly caused her to berate me? Mm. And I don't know how to interpret or deal with my boyfriend's comments about my weight. Both of these going to be some bullshit. Um, I have a weight one, so let's do the text message. Okay. All right, I'm going to be brief here. I have a four-month-old daughter. Motherhood is obviously difficult, but with the pressure from people being around me warning me not to mess up, it's become too overwhelming. Whenever my daughter gets sick, I get a call from my mother-in-law, who's a medical professional, to point out what I did wrong, then berate and lecture me about it, although I do all I can. Days ago, my daughter started having a diaper rash. Mother-in-law called me and was furious. I still had no idea how she knew. My husband said he didn't see her call her for two weeks. I had an argument with her after she accused me of causing my daughter her diaper rash and also called me neglectful. Last night when my husband and I were lying in bed, he wanted to show me something on his phone. As he scrolled through his text, I caught a text that he sent to his mom around the time our daughter got sick. I looked at it and it said that I caused our daughter diaper rash and then neglected treatment. I was stunned. He saw the look on my face and wanted to retrieve the phone, but I took it and scrolled up and saw more texts from him, basically giving her details about every move I make regarding our daughter's care. I felt enraged and quite betrayed. I went off on him, told him he was out of line, tattling to his mom about my mess-ups, and not only letting her, but encouraging her to berate me and lecture me about my own daughter, which had worn my self-esteem down as a mother and caused me depression. He said I shouldn't have snooped on his private conversations with his mom and said I needed this occasional guidance uh, from his mom to make sure our daughter is in good health. I yelled at him, and he called me crazy, then walked out to stay on the couch. Things have been pretty bad after that, and this morning he avoided me and refused to talk about it except to say that I overstepped by reacting with hostility. Your husband can go suck a dick. Okay. But what if he's not homosexual? <laughs> Still, go <laughs> suck a dick. Um, <laughs> if you need that much guidance from your fucking mom, we don't need to be married. Because you obviously wasn't ready to leave the nest yet. So you can go back and live with her. And then you can just parent from there. And I will just be over here doing what the fuck I need to do. That is ridiculous. It's already difficult enough. I cannot imagine what it is like to bring home a baby who is essentially a bag of mush. And who at any wrong move can just fucking die for no fucking reason at all. SIDS is a thing, okay? You can do everything right and a kid just dies and nobody knows why. That is fucking terrifying. And it would make anybody nervous and have concerns. And so instead of you being there for her while she's dealing with this, and instead of you feeling some kind of empathy for her dealing with this, because you don't know what it feels like because you're not her, but you could at least empathize, you go run into your goddamn mama talking shit about her. So, girl, I don't even know what you're talking Why are you apologizing for um, fussing, cussing him out? I would have put him out. So he he's still shooting better with you. Because he would have had to fucking go. Go stay with your mom. 
Y'all got so much shit to say. Go stay with her. Good day, sir. Damn. Are you Willy Wonka now? <laughs> <laughs> I said good day. <laughs> Listen, ma'am, your husband is the ops. I just want to <laughs> let you know that your husband is the fucking ops. He, if he, if he'll do this kind of underhanded lying to you but snitching for real type of bullshit to you, he will turn your ass in to CPS. He'll turn your ass in to the uh, child protective service. Divorce oh, no, this. his mama will with all the information he's giving her and exactly. she's a medical professional. And you know what? This motherfucking scheming, conniving ass, bitch ass motherfucker, what he did was he said, I haven't seen or talked to my mom in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but that little devil on his shoulder, but you text her, nigga. <laughs> you text her, though. But you ain't tell your wife that, she'll never know. And then you got the audacity to get mad. No, nigga, you got caught. You got caught. That's the problem. I hope she leave your ass. I hope she divorce I you. I would. Your That's daughter. Listen, listen. I don't know, man. I don't know. What if she's a what if she's a bad mama? What if she's a neglectful mama? I don't want to say that. What if she is neglectful? What if she's like the worst? Well, but talking about her behind her back to his mom is not helping the child. If you truly feel like your child is in danger of her mother being neglectful and her getting diaper rashes and things that are going to create a actual physical medical problems for her, this ain't the way for you. To, what this going to do? And me asking what if she's the worst is not a reflection on how I feel about him. Fuck him. <laughs> it's more so that I can't just say, I hope you divorce him and go on with your child. She might be problematic. It's possible. If she's problematic, then he needs to do something different than just run into his mama saying shit. Because what is that going to do? And the mom don't do anything either. All she do is call and berate her, which is not, if you've ever met somebody that's neglectful or abusive, they don't give a fuck about you saying something about it. That's not going to stop it because your mom gave her the what for. Like, get the fuck out of here. If y'all really truly feel like her behavior is problematic and is a, a uh, danger to the child. There are other different moves that you can make. This ain't it. This to me does not scream. We're concerned. She's a bad mom because you ain't doing nothing. But gossiping, y'all some gossipers. <laughs> the fuck? You're not that goddamn concerned. You can't be. And you know, I don't know, man. Get us some help. Something. Being healthy, medically. Ain't the only thing you got to worry about. Like, there's some things that your mama won't be able to help with. There are some things that your children have to learn from parents that can be very problematic. Um, and, and if your wife is not doing those things, then why ain't you confronted? It's like one of them mama's boy situation. Yeah. Like, at the point that you realize that your husband's allegiance to his mother is more significant than his allegiance to you, uh, you got some decisions to make. I mean, the most extreme of those is to have somebody take out his mama. You don't want to do that unless you can truly, genuinely get away with it. Then, you know, I don't know your resources. I wouldn't suggest that move. That is criminal activity. I don't condone criminal activity. I'm a therapist. I want to heal your relationship, so come to couples counseling. You know what I'm saying, right? But if you're going to go the extreme, unprofessional route, then you know that that's a far way to go. But outside of that, 
you, you need to talk to your husband about your struggles. You need to make sure your husband knows that you're doing the best you can. And why ain't he in the role of taking care of the daughter to the point that he has to make some of these decisions? You know what I'm saying? Again, this go back to that misogyny shit. This man, he believes that it's a woman's responsibility to take care of a child. And instead of looking at the child's rashes being both of their responsibility and both of their issue to recover, it's her responsibility and her issue to recover. And he just telling his mama about it. You know, bro, figure out how to problem solve with your goddamn wife. And the mom, again, she being a bitch because what if the lady is, is the baby's four months old? She may be in the midst of postpartum depression. And instead of y'all trying to get help for her, mom, who's a medical professional, you just sitting around talking shit. Again, That what is that going to do other than make her feel worse and sink deeper into wherever she's at if she is dealing with postpartum depression? Like, nobody's trying to fix it. Y'all just sitting around talking about the shit. How does that make sense? What kind of sense does that make? I just don't get it, but fuck him and his mama. For and the shit. horse they rode in on. <laughs> I would like to remind everybody that if that horse is in your profile picture on your profile, I'm swiping left. I cannot understand why you have something against people with horses. <clears throat> it ain't got to be their horse. It can just be a random horse that they just met. If they put that shit on their profile, it's over. Period. I can't. I can't. Um. Oh. Wait. Where did it go? Wait. Where it go? Ah. Uh, they took it down. They literally just took it down. Just took it down. That's why she screenshot the motherfucker. That's so crazy. They lit, like as I'm sitting here looking at it, <laughs> it went disappearing. Dang. Well. I don't have the weight one anymore. I have other ones though, but I don't have the weight one because. Okay, I ain't worried about it. They just took it down. Uh, uh, am I the asshole for telling my brother and his boyfriend to stop misleading people with their wedding rings when they're not actually married? Why you care? Before I even read it, why you care? <laughs> <laughs> like already, just what the fuck difference does it make to you? You know what? I'm expanding the list. Women who don't mind their business. <laughs> I'm writing shit down. <laughs> okay, continue. She's 26. Her brother's 27. And his boyfriend is 30. I have an older brother who's been dating another guy for around four years. I don't have any issue with my brother being gay, but I have one with him wearing a wedding ring in order to pretend that he's married to him. You see, we live in a country where gay marriage still isn't allowed, Romania. But despite this, my brother and his boyfriend started wearing wedding rings recently. When I asked my brother about it, he told me that despite not being able to do it legally, they already consider themselves married spiritually and that, and they're hoping that one day gay marriage will be allowed to do legally as well, either by leaving the country or waiting till gay marriages are made legal here as well. While I think this is nice, I told him they shouldn't be wearing wedding rings till they actually get officially married, as I think it's kind of distasteful. He told me that they're just a symbol of their love and that they're not hurting anyone by wearing them, but I disagreed. They're actively misleading people into thinking that they're actually married and, frankly, just making a mockery out of marriage. My brother told me that he doesn't care what other people, including me, think about them wearing wedding rings and that maybe they should just mind their own business. And then left furiously. 
Not going to lie. I think his comment here was kind of out of line. As all I did was give my opinion on people wearing wedding rings when they're when they're actually married, yet he seemed to take it personally. His boyfriend also contacted me later and told me that their romantic life doesn't concern me and to stay out of it. Well, bitch, yes, ma'am. All of that. Mind your business. Stay out of their life. What the fuck? First of all, you saying that them is making a marker out of marriage. They want to get married. What's a marker of marriage is the fact that they live in a country where they're not able to get married. That's a problem. But instead, you so focused on them wearing these rings and how it looks. Bitch, it ain't you. And they not going up to people being like, we're married. Like, they not running around showing these rings off. If you see a ring on their left finger and assume that they're married, then that's you. <laughs> like, why does this bother? You start off saying that you don't have any problem with him being gay, but this screams of you having a problem with it, ma'am. Because if you truly did it, you would understand why they would want to have this symbol in a country where they're not able to actually get married. You would be able to understand that as an ally, but you just sound crazy. Mind your goddamn business. Mind your business is free. It don't cost nothing. You don't have to do nothing extra. You just go about living your everyday ass life. That's all you got to do. It don't, it's so free. People act like minding your business costs millions of dollars and they just absolutely can't do it. It's free. <laughs> just, just mind yours, ma'am. <laughs> Shit. Oh, you sweet, poor, ignorant Romanian honey child. <laughs> you are projecting. You know, people who say shit like, I don't got no problem with it being gay, usually have a problem with it being gay. It's like a white person being like, I don't got no problem with it being black, but I don't like black hands making my food. You know what I'm saying? Because they, you know, you like, I don't like gay people, you know, impacting the sanctity of my idea of marriage. That is you inadvertently having a problem with gay. Because you already know the context of your society where they can't be married. Why can't they have had their own experience of a ceremony that they defined that allowed them to feel that connection? They still following the fucking rules? Yep. They have not fucked up the sanctity of marriage because they ain't married. <laughs> they still ain't married. <laughs> well, I don't understand. And they're not how... telling people they are. That's the thing. She's upset because people going to look at the rings and assume. Because they're not going around saying, we got married. <laughs> well, when when they, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many people know they're gay. I don't know how, how if you can be openly gay in Romania. But, like, people assume they're married to women. I mean, yeah. I'm assuming Romania, they ain't holding hands together. I assume they ain't kissing each other on the corner square. What I assume is that two dudes with wedding rings on or walking next to each other looking like they're not in a relationship, which could very easily for everybody else be perceived as two friends that both have wives that are just walking together. Like, why is your paranoia in this situation about them so deep? It's because you're homophobic, ma'am. You got a problem with gay. You just love your brother and you'll accept your brother in this life. But the vitriol that you would probably display towards somebody else who is not your family that did the same thing will probably be 20 times as bad. Because this is bad. Yeah. That's your brother. You know? Hey, for you to, to get all up in arms and say his response was out of line. No, bitch, you're out of line. 
Okay, you're so far out of line, you can't see that hoe no more. All right. You know what? I, I think the, the phrase out of line would trigger me. I'm adding that to the list. <laughs> Any woman that says that I'm out of line in some capacity, women who say I'm out of line, because it, I feel like if you tell me I'm out of line, I'm going to get out of line. I feel like that. I feel like that's what I'm gonna do. You are out of line, bitch. You ain't seen out of line. I feel like that's the only response to that, (laughs) (laughs) bitch. You ain't seen out of line. Look at them dead in their eyes, bitch. You ain't seen out of line. That's what I'm gonna do. Look at them dead in their fucking chops, (laughs) and then walk away because I ain't gonna do nothing about it. But yeah, you're 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 problematic, ma'am. You need to reflect on your perceptions of gay. Um, You need to explore the relationship with your brother. And, you know, you need to go and um, figure yourself out because this shit ain't it. Um, So this is somebody that responded that lives in Romania. They said, you know, I don't know what they were responding to because they said something about being accurate. But fellow Romanian here moved out of the country years ago while it's a beautiful country and i love and miss my family it's also full of bigoted judgmental religious nuts whose backward thinking leaves no room for progress pretty much the bible belt of europe sad and disappointed to see the young people like her are not more open-minded some things never change you're the asshole um poster mind your business and if you can't be supportive of your brother keep yourself and your homophobia away from him basically the consensus in the comments was you're homophobic ma'am yeah. <laughs> like you you are I'm not homophobic. <laughs> I live with a gay. <laughs> How can I be homophobic? I talk to gay people. <laughs> I accept their gay relationship. <clears throat> I've done it my whole life. I can't be gay. I'm not gay. Homophobic? I can't be homophobic. I just think it's not okay for them to wear those rings out in public. I have no problem with them being together, but why does the world have to know about it? Like, I... Yeah, you're problematic, ma'am. Yeah, you're an asshole for that, ma'am. Pure and simple. Um, And stop saying that you don't have a problem with gay people because that is absolutely not true. Um... Ooh, this first line. Okay, I want to do this one just because I read the first line. (laughs) Okay, let's get it. (laughs) Am I the asshole for kicking my son out of the car? I hope your son's not a minor. (laughs) Because if he is, (laughs) might be problematic. It happens all the time. Uh, She is 37. Her husband's 38. The son is 16. And she got a 10-year-old daughter. Those are all the ages of everyone. My husband is currently in prison. Goddamn. At the gate. <laughs> Goddamn. Why he a part of the story? I don't know. We gonna find out, I guess. Things have been really hard for our family since he went away two years ago. Three years left on his sentence. My son is aware of what's going on, but my daughter is not. She thinks he's working in another state. Oh, I hate when parents do that. Me too. <laughs> I hate that shit so bad. Don't lie to your kids about She's what's going 10. on with your parents. There is a way for you to explain that to her as a 10-year-old. Like, there's no reason for you to be doing this shit. Other than that, <laughs> he, you embarrassed by it. 
So your so your 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 husband gonna come back and be like, hey daughter, school <laughs> show was hard. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yesterday, my son and I got into an argument while driving home. I told him that I had a lot going on right now and needed his understanding. With his sister in the back seat, he shouted, it's not my fault your husband went to prison. <laughs> my daughter heard and started crying. See, this another reason why y'all shouldn't have been doing that is because this. <laughs> yeah. I was devastated that she found out like that. I pulled over and screamed for him to get out of the car. He refused, so I reached over, opened his door, and made him get out. I drove away so I could comfort my daughter and explain things to her without being distracted by him trying to get back in the car. Once she was calm, I drove back to where he was and picked him up. He didn't even apologize to me or his sister. He don't owe you no motherfucking... You know what? Once we got home, we went to his room. I was talking to my mother about what happened, and she said that I'm the asshole for driving off without telling him I will be back, which must have been scary. I think a little fear can be a good lesson, but maybe I went too far. Bam. <laughs> this is why I don't like doing uh, counseling with kids, because parents like this, it don't be the kids. It be the fucking parents that make that shit so fucking difficult. Ma'am, you have handled this poorly from get-go by not telling your daughter. Your son is 16. Of course, you talking about he need to give. I hate when parents do that, too. You need to give me some understanding. He's 16 and he's your child. He don't owe you that. And his dad's in prison and he probably struggling with that shit, too. Yet you're asking him to comfort you and be understanding to you. OK. And yeah, he snapped on you. I, I get it. I would have probably got snapped on you, too. <laughs> talking about you need my understanding. You married a nigga that went to prison, not me. And you put him out of the car to comfort your daughter. So not only is his dad in prison and not there, and all the ways that that will negatively impact a child that's old enough to know what that means. And now he don't even have the support of his mom. She put him out of the car to support his little sister because he don't fucking matter. <laughs> and how he feel don't matter. That's the message you sent by doing this shit. You were so out of line for this shit, bro. And you drove off. Do you know that people snatch kids up all the time? I don't care if he is 16. People disappear. And then you would have felt like a real asshole for real if you had went back and he wasn't fucking there. And somebody had picked his ass up and you never saw him again. She would have been in jail with her damn husband. <laughs> she would have been in jail with her husband. Like, that is the most bitch-made shit I've ever heard in my life. Ma'am, no. No, it is not his fault that you didn't tell his sister. Y'all should have told her. She should have already known. And you put him out of the car for expressing how he was feeling in a moment when you were asking him to be understanding with you at your big grown age. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, ma'am. <laughs> you, you are dead. Your mama right. And your own mama told you you were an asshole for that shit. She right. You are. <laughs> The fuck? Uh, you know, Mama said she was an asshole for putting a child out, and you know what? I, I mean, I don't agree with that. I mean, I agree that she's an asshole, but it's like two other points where she's an asshole too <laughs> that Mama could have confronted. But I think that, I think that this moment was a culmination of a mother who has not been tending to the child's emotional needs about this whole situation. Yep. The mere fact that she's hiding it from her daughter means that she hadn't even come to grips with the reality that has happened. And so she could not have been tending to her son's experience with this thing. So uh, that's a super problem because had you tended to that, then you wouldn't have to worry about this outburst of what was going on. You wouldn't have to worry about it at all. But me personally, as a, a therapist and an advocate for kids, and I've been working with kids for a while, you know, 
everything about this would have been neutral to me until you said kids need a little bit of fear every now and then. And that's what you did when you put that child out. One, you weren't thinking about that when you put him out. You put him out because you were mad and you were reacting. But to justify it by saying kids need to be scared a little bit, fuck you, lady. <laughs> fuck you. Fear serves no purpose in a child's life. They're going to have more than enough fear. They don't got nothing to do with you that's going to show up because we live in a scary-ass world. And for you to be out here artificially implementing fear because you think it's going to do something for your child when really you just scapegoating that moment to say that you're doing that, you know, I don't I don't trust you. And what's that going to do for her shit. relationship with him now? And I mean, I, it, he got it three couldn't have been kids. nothing before this. It couldn't have yeah. been that much before this. True. You got three more years for this. So your daughter, who is 10 now, she's going to be 13 years old by the time her father get out of prison. What What are y'all going to say? Because she's going to find out. Like, it's like, why? That's which is why I don't understand why you would even have lied to her from the jump. Because two years ago, she would have been eight when he went in prison because he'd been in there for two already. You should have told her. So then that she'll know what's going on, when to expect him back, where he's been. But now she's going to be 13 years old when this nigga come back. She gonna, she knows now because of her brother. But even if he hadn't said anything and you were somehow able to pull this, he working out of state lie for, for three more fucking years. She's going to be angry when she finds out what was really going on and the fact that y'all kept her in the dark about it and didn't tell her. She is not going to be like, thanks, mom, for lying to me for five years because you thought it would protect me. I really appreciate that. That is not going to be the response you were going to get at age 13 when she found out that that nigga had been in prison (laughs) and not working out of state. She going to school every day telling her fucking friends and shit, my dad works in Cleveland. (laughs) I'm like... And I'm, again, I'm very surprised that the other, because you know how kids are. Kids over here, parents say shit and go to school. And I'm very, I will be, again, I can't believe she's kept it up this long. Because she'll be talking about how her daddy is it working in Cleveland and some kid, your daddy in prison. My mama's head, he got locked up. I'm just very surprised they were able to keep it for two years, to be honest. But she handled that all wrong. Your kids don't owe you. They don't owe comforting you. (laughs) He's a child. He's 16 and a teenager, but he's a child whose dad went to prison. And you talking about you need him to give you a little bit of understanding. But what? (laughs) He probably close to put hands on your ass. (laughs) To be honest. You better quit acting like a fool out here. Oh, I can't stand this shit, man. Like, anything could have happened to him. He could have got hit. Somebody could have took him. All while you trying to uh, teach him a lesson and shit. Your ass could have got taught a lesson. Like, that is not the way that you handle that. It's it's really not. All of that was handled wrong. From not telling the daughter, putting him out of the car, all of that was handled poorly. Um... And I feel sorry for him, man. I feel sorry for the little girl, too, because that is a very terrible way to find out where your dad has really been. Now she got to deal with that, too, because your daughter's 10. She may respond to it okay, or she may be mad at you. She made the resentment of you for lying to her might start now. Because you lied to her. <laughs> it was a bald-faced, flat-out lie. He's working in another state. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> 
And that ain't the, the Easter Bunny level of lie. Okay. That's not I mean, it may be true if you're doing that prison label shit. <laughs> it might be true. <laughs> he she just don't know that he working for JC Penny in a prison making twelve twelve cents a day. Ah, <laughs> uh, because you can still be a slave if you got a felony. Yeah, five years ain't that long. I wonder what his charge was. I mean, depends on if they white or black. I'm thinking white and some kind of white collar shit. Yeah, I'm thinking they white. Probably some some <laughs> white collar shit. It, it wouldn't be domestic violence. No. I can't remember. Yeah. So white collar shit. Yeah. Anyway. Credit card scams. Or some embezzlement from the cunt something. Some yeah. white collar shit. Uh. That's the amount of money you can steal that don't make it a felony. Yeah. You know, motherfucker might be stealing $2,499 from everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah. You have you wanna do the other one you had or you wanna go on to news? Nah, let's go on to news. Okay. Well, if you have a Reddit letter, question, comment, whatever that you want to send into us, you can send it to us at our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Um, I feel like I need to put a disclaimer out before I say this. Okay. I am not someone who thinks that people become saints and perfect folk because they die, okay? If you are a douchebag in your life, you're still a douchebag. You're just a dead douchebag. I don't believe in that whole not speaking ill of the dead. No, I don't do that, okay? <laughs> so let me just preface that. So Kevin Samuels died. <laughs> Kevin Samuels. For the people who don't know, let them know who Kevin Samuels is. Kevin Samuels is a YouTuber, social media person that became famous. Uh, he was having kind of like this call-in show kind of thing where women would call in. And he basically would just read them down and tell them all the ways in which they sucked and what their problems were and why they wasn't ever going to get married and how, you know, just all the things that were wrong with them. And women would call in and he just berate them and he made a name for himself doing this. Um, he was found dead in a, a, a hotel room. Was it a hotel? I think it was in a hotel room. He had, I guess, a date with a lady that was a nurse. If y'all have ever seen the color, the movie Color Purple, just keep that in mind. <laughs> he had a, a woman who was a nurse came over. I'm going to assume that they were trying to engage in some kind of sexual acts because that would only, you know, it's the only way that this would make sense. And then she said that at a point he just collapsed on top of her. Um, which if you've seen the movie Color Purple, he died on top of me. But um, so, yeah, so he's dead. I don't feel like it's a loss to the world, you know. And again, I, I know that people feel like you're supposed to, like, always have these nice things to say. That's never made sense to me. If you are a terrible person, then why do I have to all of a sudden act like you weren't the terrible person you were because you happened to die? We're all going to die. <laughs> the fuck? That doesn't mean anything. He's just a, da a dead asshole. He was an asshole in life. He's dead now. He's a dead asshole. It is what it is. I don't feel bad. I'm sorry. 
you know? I mean, the family he had and the people in his life that cared about him, you know, my condolences to y'all, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care. I feel like he was the start of all of these alpha male podcasts and shit. I feel like all of that was trickled down from his ass. And so now you got all of these douchebag ass men running around out here talking about high, high, high dollar value male and all of this bullshit down because of Kevin Samuel. So it is not a loss to the world. Don't don't at me. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. You know, I've been trying to figure out, like, I really don't care one way or another. I don't care when people I like die. I mean, if death is a part of life. If you enjoyed your life as you was living it, then death is the contract that we agreed to by doing that. Um, but I, I believe in giving motherfuckers the same energy when they did that you gave them when they was alive. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, because it's fake. Otherwise, you're being fake. <laughs> especially, I mean, it depends, right? You know what I'm saying? If you if you know this person personally and you don't fuck with them and they die, you just don't got to say nothing else about them. The issue with Kevin Samuels is that there's a whole group of people praising what he did when what he did was really inflammatory for a group of people. You know, it was really inflammatory for women. And that one man that he called a fat fuck. Oh yeah. Them <clears throat> women and him. He did them wrong. So, like, why are people... So what's happening is a lot of people who value Kevin Samuels are saying, why, why, why are y'all besmirching the man's name after his death? People oh. were saying shit about him when he was alive. Like, you supposed to... Like, death is supposed to be something that transforms your perception of a person to somebody that was valuable in some way. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, you you had to have done a significant amount of good to get that. That's a privilege. Like, death don't give you nothing but fucking flowers on your grave and a box to live in for the rest of your life. That's all death give you. It don't give you no respect. It don't give you shit. Nope. You had to get all of that shit before you left. Yep. And you know what? Those of you who value him, just value him on your own. Don't expect nobody else to value him because nobody's going to value him because he just... He didn't bring a lot of value to a lot of different people. If he bought it to you, be happy that you got to spend time with the nigga while he was alive. Go download all his videos. Follow his YouTube before somebody else take over it and delete it or whatever they do with stuff after people die. Yeah. And just, just value him for that. If, if that's what you want to do. Um, But I'm going to tell you what, don't come out here on no motherfucking bullshit. You know, the problem is that when a drug dealer die, it creates a void. In a situation, right? Yeah. And what that void does is it makes a market that other people got to compete to be in that top spot. Mm-hmm. So don't y'all motherfuckers be coming out here with no Kevin Samuels energy trying to be the next hot oh, thing. Oh, that's gonna totally happen. Because let me just be real about what the Kevin Samuels rhetoric has done. It has really kind of hmm, I don't want to say priced you out of the market. But it's really, really throwing you out of the market, bro. Like, you're not, nobody checking for you. If you go on a first date and you say, high value, man, don't expect to hear from that lady again. Bye-bye. That is a red flag right there. That ain't even preference (laughs) shit. You know, if you come out saying submissive woman, man lead the household, don't expect to talk to that lady again. 
shit is over. Using Kevin Samuel's rhetoric early in engaging with people is problematic. And and the thing is, y'all can't even adopt his rhetoric to your own way of perceiving relationships with women. You are literally trying to take exactly what he said and regurgitate it out. Because you don't have critical thinking skills for yourself. Kevin Samuels died the way that he said all these women was going to fucking die. <laughs> yeah. Older than 35, alone, and he didn't say with a prostitute. <laughs> I ain't going to say that lady was a prostitute. Yeah, but. she was like a nurse. Well, that don't mean she can't be a prostitute, but bro, I don't think she was. <laughs> There's a sound on TikTok where it's a coughing sound like you're choking on something. And you'll see the I see a, I saw a meme or one of the videos that had this dude looking and smiling and looking around pretending like he wanted to come get help and then looking and smiling when you know, but it was it said when I go back in time and give the slave master Popeye's biscuit with no drink and just watching them die. And I'm like, ain't no way this woman was a nurse. And this man complained of chest pains. Yep. And said, didn't tell him, go, you got to go to the hospital. Chest pains ain't shit to play with. <laughs> if you're having chest pains, you need to get to a fucking doctor. You know, I don't want to feed that narrative too much because there's a lot of dudes on TikTok right now trying to be detectives, trying to figure out whether she killed him or not. Because his last IG live has him talking to her on that live. And they're looking at it being like, I've never seen Kevin Samuels look eerie like that. She definitely did something to him. God. And she looks black. She looked like she could be some other than black. But if she's not black, how can anybody outside of Kevin Samuels' followers look at him, see him talking this bad about black people, black women, and believe that he valued black women somehow? Because he's saying he's trying to get the black and black men and women together. But he ain't even engaging with black women. He ain't even engaging with black women. You know, so. I mean, I don't care one way or the other about rest in peace and all that shit. I mean. I don't, you know. Like I said, I'm just not. The older that I've gotten, it, it irritates me more that people do that shit. Like, no. If somebody's not a good person, they're just not a good person. That does not disappear simply because you die. And so now all of a sudden we gotta all sit around crying and shit and acting sad. I'm not gonna do that. Like my dad's sister died and I didn't go to the funeral. And when anybody was pressing me about it, I didn't like her and she didn't like me and she wasn't a good person. Period. Like what do y'all not understand? I'm not gonna come and sit in a church. And pretend to be sad about some shit I'm not sad about. I'm sorry. So I, to be respectful, my way of being respectful of the people who did give a fuck was by just now, and I'm not going to go. I don't need to be there. I don't need to be there. Funerals are for saying goodbye to people that you cared about, and that does not fit us. There <laughs> no need for me to go. But like, I just am not of that mindset. If you are a horrible person, you were just a horrible person that fucking died, period. Like, you don't get special preference or uh, special treatment simply because you fucking died. We're all going to die at some point, okay? You knew that, and you still live like the way that you fucking decided to live it. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know what you want me to do? But I don't give a fuck. Um, it's not going to negatively impact the world for him to be gone. So, whatever. <laughs> fuck him. But it will have a ripple effect. 
it'll have a ripple effect, but it's still not enough. Like when when we have great people that have died, like some of these actors and actresses that left legacies, and you know, when we look at the people that are acting now and that that they're not on the same caliber, those people leave voids. Those people, like that's you know, I can understand that him. It'll be some other crusty, dusty ass nigga that want to go and and make a name for himself that has his own insecurities, and this is the way that he decides to project them out onto the world. And if he won't be as famous as Kevin Samuels was, I don't think anybody's gonna get to that level, even with them trying to come in and take his spot. I don't think it's gonna happen. So, whatever. I mean, people already been trying to fresh and fit, and you know, Thomas Sotomayor and other guys been trying to. They've been in this space for a long time themselves, but like, somebody gonna change their content up to fit what Kevin Samuels was doing, which is really talking to a lot of insecure women that for some reason call, or insecure women and women who were just overly secure were calling Kevin Samuels. Half of them was trying to prove to him that they didn't fit the category that he was talking about which his modest operandi was to make sure that you didn't fit. It, it didn't matter what you called and said and had. He was going to make sure he contorted his dialogue so that you didn't fit it. And women who are truly insecure, which I guess would be referred to more so as the pick-me's out of the conversation, mm-hmm. who really just like, well, this is a man, and he's a popular man, and men follow him, so I'm definitely going to listen to this man because this man know more than all these other women and all these feminist men's. I'm going to talk to a man-man. Then mm-hmm. women, but he did nobody any favors. And dudes be like, he had some successful relationships that of people that work with him. Why them motherfuckers ain't getting on his live saying, "Hey, this worked for us." Exactly. You know why Kevin Samuels ain't had no woman? You know, he ain't working for you the way you think he's working for you. You know, but it is what it is. I mean, all it did, so there's a clip. I don't know if you've seen this of a interview that Shaq did. And it was with two guys. And one of the guys, um, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. One of the guys um, was talking about his divorce from Shawnee O'Neal, which was his uh, his first wife. And the guy was like, you know, marriages uh, and divorces happen because, you know, both people, you know, people want to villainize you. Um, but she she wasn't perfect. She wouldn't, you know, she she wasn't doing, you know, stuff on her end too. And Shaq was like, let me stop you. <laughs> I got a divorce because of me. Because of my behavior, because of what I was doing. There was nothing wrong with her. She was a good wife. She was a good mother. She was fine. She looked good. She kept like all of those things that you would want from a wife. She was those things. It was me and how I was behaving and where I was at. That's why we got a divorce. That was fully on me. And you just see blankness. <laughs> How do you respond to that with all of this stupid ass shit you've been spouting? And now you have somebody here who's taking accountability for his actions in his own marriage and saying, like, no, I just fucked up. Them, just- dudes, them dudes were getting flamed on TikTok because they were really just trying to create a narrative that, that the woman was as much of a problem as the dude. Yep. And he wasn't allowing it. He wasn't going to let them say that about her because it's not true. Because that is a very real thing. Like, that's the account lack of accountability in these men that have these podcasts, that have these ideologies, is what really kills me. It's like men can't do nothing. 
right? Like if, if anything goes wrong at any point, it's women. <laughs> these women, if these women would do things differently, then these all of this would be fine and great and, and, and good. And that shit just drives me crazy. There's no accountability. And when they are faced with a man taking accountability, they don't know what the fuck to do. Because you can't come back. He's telling you his what his experience was. So you can't generalize it. This was his actual experience with his actual fucking wife. So like you, what do you, you can't even combat that. <laughs> He's saying that it wasn't her. She's all the things that y'all are talking about. And I still fucked up because I, because of where I was at in my life. So women can do all of the things that y'all are saying. You still be a dickhead. And these dudes don't one do this to Shaq, but they do this to dudes on like TikTok all the time. Um, They'll be like, oh, okay, simp. <laughs> because it's like, if you believe a woman didn't have no fault, then you just a simp. You just accept women's bullshit. That's the problem. Because they're not going to not believe that women are a problem. And that's yes. part of that red pill a mythos as it pertains to women. This shit is so fucking stupid. But I saw that clip and I was like, good. Like, I was so glad to see just the blank face. They didn't know what to say. Because I guess, yeah, maybe they would have responded to something negatively, but you're not gonna you're not gonna call Shaq no simp to his face. <laughs> exactly. No, you're not. <laughs> Even you if you're feeling that shit, you're gonna sit on that. You're not gonna say Shaq swing at Char- Charles Barkley when they almost got in that fight. Yeah. That nigga hand beat. Let that man swing on you. You're going to the hospital with brain damage. If he connects. Unless you hard-headed. Which ain't real. So you're going to get fucked up. Hard-headed ain't real. And speaking of fucked up. Good segue. Mm. (laughs) Into the Dave Chappelle story. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) There is video out. Dave Chappelle was doing a stand-up. And a man was able to get up on stage and try to, like, tackle him. He slipped and fell. I think they both slipped and fell. And then he got up and ran backstage. And when I tell you security or whomever was backstage... Molly whopped his ass. They stomped him out. <laughs> like, there's a picture of his arm. I still don't know what happened to his arm. It looked like it was put on backwards. Like, he's facing you, but you see his elbow. <laughs> a dislocated shoulder and a broken elbow, both at the same time. Oh, it looks so painful. Oh, oh they, they fucked him up. They fucked him up really bad. Um, (laughs) And then later it came out that he had somehow got into this venue with a gun. uh, It it was like a toy, a fake gun with a knife on it. A replica gun with a knife on it. Um, And so obviously he came there specifically to fuck somebody up. I mean, I'm going to assume it was Dave Chappelle since it was his show, but his goal in coming there was to do some reckless shit. Like he, it wasn't in response to a joke that Dave told 
because uh, he already had that shit with him. So that lets me know that this was not just in response to something that was said. Like, this is something that he's going to do. But uh, there's also a point where Chris Rock <laughs> comes out and <laughs> says, was that Will Smith? <laughs> and that is the most that he has said about that whole situation this entire time. <laughs> that that one statement. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it. I don't know how he was able to get up on the stage. Uh, you would have thought that they would have had better security um, at the show. Because, like, there was nothing. Like, I mean, it didn't seem like he had any difficulty getting up on that stage. Like, nobody nobody stopped him. He got all the way up there. Like, nobody came out until people realized that he was bum-rushing Dave, and then, like, you see a bunch of people come from, like, different directions. But at the time he got on the stage, wasn't nobody up there but Dave. There's nothing but one... To me, there's nothing but one possibility that somebody can get up on the stage like that to be able to attack Dave Chappelle. You remember The Secret Life of Alec Mack? No. It was a story about a white girl that can turn into this silver puddle and goddamn <laughs> slither all over the fucking place. That's the only thing that makes sense to me, goddamn. I don't give I don't give a fuck. That's the only thing that makes sense. It had a dude in it that he looked like a fake Ray J. Oh, I can't God. remember his name. I had to go find him. He probably overweight and cracked out right now. Well, if he cracked out, he underweight. He can't be both. I want to <laughs> believe he overweight. I want to think that he ain't good off of that Alec Mack money. Anyway, that's the only thing that makes sense to me because in a first off, it's Dave Chappelle, okay? There's no way that Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Jamie Foxx are in the same place and niggas can walk in the back. There is no possible way <laughs> that shit is real, okay? Number two, security should be, it should be layers of security. It should yeah. be security at a front door, it should be security at a second checkpoint, and it should be security definitely surrounding the stage, period. Yeah. What kind of oversight would, would this be, right? Ain't no security group finna allow somebody to get in. Now, a woman on a TikTok said she was at this show. She said, this is the strictest the Hollywood Bowl has ever been. She said, normally, the only thing they really let you bring in is like kind of like picnic type snacks. She mm-hmm. said you couldn't bring any food in it. You said you had to put your phone in this sleeve thing that they, they kept it from you. Then you went through a detector and they searched you, making sure you didn't have any extra phones or any extra things. So, so many different things had to come together for this moment to happen. You know, not to mention that, um, I don't know. I was gonna say something else, but I forgot. Anyway, it's so many things had to come together. Um, the woman also pointed out that the dude who released the video was a dude that was a a, a a CEO of a documentary filming company. And this is the only footage of it. The only footage of it. else's cameras got took. Exactly. The only footage of it is that one person that happened to be connected to the industry who has also done work on movies. That only, He's the only person that got it. Now... This could mean that because he is that invested in that world, he's bold enough to put a cell phone in his ass the same way uh, Rick wanted Morty to put the mega seeds in his ass. You remember that? Because Rick that said... like the very the, first episode, yeah. Yeah, because Rick said the mega seeds was... His booty was too loose from... from, from 
from uh smuggling mega seeds in his life and so he needed more of these young tight that it don't even sound right now no need to keep no. <laughs> but anyway maybe he was bold enough to stick the cell phone in his ass and then like get it out by the time things was going on at the show but to actually have done that and be at a show where a dude was gonna run out and not know it come on man it's so many things that had to happen then chris rock was there yeah and it's all to me. I'm not the conspiracy theorist dude at all. But this, I mean, if it was staged, then I hope Buddy got paid good money to get his ass whooped like that. Because that ass whooping was real. So <laughs> we don't his arm is on backwards. We're going to pay you real good. You just going to get your ass whooped. I'm going to tell some jokes His face was swollen. His arm looked like it was on backwards. Like they fucked him up. So if it was, in fact, staged, I really hope he got paid really really good for that because jesus <laughs> now part two of this conversation because when this happened with the oscars i said that this is not about to be an epidemic of people running up fucking with comedians it's just not finna be the case mm-hmm. and i still don't believe that's the case i don't think this is connected to none of that shit i don't think this i don't think that first off if this dude had, like, so the context of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock was that Will Smith heard a joke that Chris told that impacted him in that moment that he responded to. So even if we're going to say that this was going to change the landscape of people responding to comedians, it should have been in the context of people being at a show, being talked about, and then charging that person after they didn't like a joke that was told. Well, people are stupid, though. They generalize. Like... I don't think that they would necessarily feel like they had to do it in the specific way that Will Smith. Like, if you already had a problem, let's say a comedian said some shit about you before, or you just have a problem with that comedian in general. Uh, I don't think that they have to have said something, like, right then, in that moment. Because people are stupid. Like, they're not gonna... People generalize quite a bit. So, I don't know that they would be that... The kind of people who would do this shit wouldn't be thinking in specifics. But that moment wouldn't be, yay, it's open season on comedians. It would be more so a comedian ain't finna talk shit about me in no show. It would, wouldn't be just like, oh, all the comedians that I hate, I'm gonna fuck them up now. It, it, that's too irrational. But also, if we're going to say that that person wouldn't be thinking that rationally, then we can't assume that that's the reason that he would be attacking a Dave Chappelle because of that. You know, and Dave Chappelle ain't had no specials that that dude done been to between now and then. So any issue he had with Dave Chappelle would have been prior to this. You know, so a Maybe person... Maybe part of the LGBTQ community. But Got even, even so, even so, why wouldn't he just go get Dave Chappelle after this? This wouldn't be a moment that said, oh yeah, the green light is here now. <laughs> you know, Dave Chappelle been talking about the LGBT community for too long. Now that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, we gonna get his ass. That that don't that these contexts are far too different. And to me, the circumstances upon which this man got up there to do this, it just don't fit reality to me. I just don't understand how he got up there. I guess we'll see if it happens again. Although I would hope anybody that was thinking of it maybe will be deterred by this ass whooping because 
I don't know how you can see that picture of that nigga and be like, I'm going to do that shit too. Like, they stomped him out. I don't know. Listen, listen. If there was going to be a comedian that you would do this to, it goddamn better not be no Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Dave Chappelle be having rapper-type motherfucking squads with him when he go places. He does. He be having goons with him. Dave Chappelle is a goon. He just masked his gooniness over <laughs> into comedy and Dude. jokes. But Dave Chappelle, I believe Dave Chappelle would be the Wayne Brady of the Dave Chappelle and Wayne Brady skit. Oh. <laughs> That's what I think. I think Dave Chappelle done pistol whipped the motherfucker before. <laughs> Look, Dave Chappelle went, if you follow his career, like he did Chappelle's show, he disappeared, he you know, turned down the 50 million. Dave came back buff as fuck. Dave looked like he had been in prison and just working out every fucking day. <laughs> and so even if, I really feel like even if, you know, security hadn't done what they did, I feel like Dave would have molly watched his ass too. He would have stomped him out on the stage. I feel like Dave lived a secret life. I mean, he came back out and said that. You know, but then his PR team. So Dave Chappelle came out and said, hey, I just stopped the nigga's ass backstage. Yep. You know, and so it's Uh like, but his PR team came out and said, oh, that was just with jokes. None of the celebrities that was a part of this laid a finger on that man, you know. Okay. But what I believe happened (laughs) is I believe Dave Chappelle went back there and said, hold his face up, hold his face up. Nigga, you made the worst decision you ever made in your life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> stomped his ass in the face three times and then went back out to the stage. I, I believe that. I, listen, I don't know. The energy Dave Chappelle give is is like that, That you know how he talking about that aura that Rick, Chris, uh, Charlie Murphy oh, talking yeah. about that aura that Rick <laughs> had. I feel like Dave Chappelle got like an evil version of that, man. I don't care what you say. I like Dave Chappelle. He cool. He motherfucking you know, run on the edge of problematic jokes and shit, but he, oh man, he got them. I, I feel like he got them had fun that day. Oh yeah. Nigga probably do comedy just to quell his goddamn psychopathic ideals and <laughs> desires. Hey, babe, see us stomp that nigga out today? It was a fun day. I ain't had to be violent in a long time. <laughs> they really whooped his ass. Like, if y'all haven't seen the video, please go watch it. Because it, it's just they, uh, again, it's so crazy that he was able to get on the stage and get as far as he did. Um, and then it didn't make sense. He got up on stage. He ran and tried to, like, tackle Dave. Both of them fell. He get up. And instead of continuing to try to attack Dave, he just run backstage. He didn't even make an attempt to hit Dave no more. I guess because he saw some niggas coming. No, <laughs> like, that don't got- make sense. Listen, <laughs> what? Okay, that don't even make sense. He saw the niggas coming, so he started to run. He was not getting away. No. He was not getting away. If his objective was to poke Dave Chappelle up a few times, he might as well have gone and got that shit out of the way. Yeah. And take his ass whooping and attempted murder charge. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but just to run away because the guys are coming, the guys were always going to catch you, bro. Yeah. He never, if you watch it, he, when they fall on the ground, because him and Dave both fell, he gets up and he never really like does anything else towards day. He get up and immediately run around the curtain to backstage. <laughs> so you don't get to see the ass whooping. You see the the after. 
<laughs> and then Chris Rock got up there. And you know what? To me, this joke was lame. But his joke he made at the Oscars that got her upset was lame. <laughs> no, that was observational humor. It, you know what I'm saying? It, it's really just, I mean, listen, we talked about this last time. Her head shape looked like the me more. She fucking, her head looked like the me more in G.I. It's observational humor. Like, it's like, it's the kind of humor where you be like, oh, yeah, that, that's right. I mean, yeah, ha, 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 yeah, it's funny. You know, delivery is important with observational humor like that. So uh, it, it wasn't meant to be like a fucking slap your knee funny or nothing like that. It was, it was yeah. just that like tongue in cheek Oscar host humor. But like this shit right here, he said, was that Will Smith? Come on, bro. <laughs> You're a comedian. You got to do better than that. It, that. <laughs> Was that Will Smith? Okay, clearly it wasn't Will Smith, y'all. I mean, and it wasn't you that he was coming after, goddamn. It, it It's just a more clever way to say something regarding what happened at the Oscars. Anything. Yeah, he hasn't said anything. That's the first that he's mentioned of it, really. He said a couple of things. A couple of little things. I saw mostly his family saying shit. His brothers, his mama. He ain't said nothing flagrant. He, you know, in one of his shows, he said that he hadn't really processed what happened, and before that happened, he had a whole set of jokes set to go, so he ain't got no material that goes along with what happened, so, like, let him do his show that he has planned for y'all, you know, and, and that's that's fair, you know. Was that Will Smith? <laughs> I laughed. I thought it was funny. No. <laughs> if, it would have been funny if he said some shit like, I thought this was the Oscars for a second. You know what I'm saying? Some shit like that would have been funnier to me. You know what I'm saying? But is that Will Smith? No. Come on. No, it would have been nothing. But maybe maybe that's how much writing he need. You know? And maybe that's where that autism come in at. <laughs> you know? It's just... I don't know. But I guess it was funny to who it was funny to. Um, that's all you got? Tropicana is making a cereal Tropicana. specifically to use orange juice with it. And I just feel like there's some who want that other than niggas that smoke weed. Why would the they want that? Because they get the munchies and like eat a bunch of shit. Like who else is gonna want? Who else was sitting at home like you know what? Expanding my list. <laughs> Women who like pulp in their orange juice. Oh yeah, that's weird. So <laughs> needless to say, if you a woman that eat none pulp orange juice with orange juice cereal, it's a dead. Yeah, it. I don't know who asked for this or why they would want to do it. Um, it's a Tropicana Crunch. It's supposed to be a crispy honey almond cereal. That don't sound like it go with orange juice. Honey almond? Uh, maybe. Yeah, that'd be fine. I don't care. I imagine, uh, you know, I think like a honey orange dressing for salads would be good. Mm-mm. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be good. It's, it's just... It came out May 4th. So if y'all want to get it, it, apparently May 4th was National Orange Juice Day. I don't know. That was a f- Everything got a goddamn day. Uh, but yeah, I saw that and... May the 4th be with you. <laughs> That's what people were doing on the 4th. Wasn't nobody thinking about no goddamn orange juice. <laughs> the May the 4th is Star Wars. Star Wars fucked up Orange Juice Day. Just like the fifth is Cinco de Mayo. Like that's just what it is. You can do some other shit on them two days, but Star Wars Cinco de Mayo—that's what everybody is celebrating. You can do whatever you want to do. 
Spent they could money be some these, other shit, but nobody cares. I spent money making these two garbage-ass cereal, man. Y'all could have just gave orange juice away or something. Yeah. Had like a fucking orange juice competition. Because... Some yeah. kind of competition? Yeah. Orange carving competition or something. Who can carve the most creative orange? You win fucking lifetime supply orange juice. A lot of people gonna buy orange juice. You gotta buy orange juice in order to, to apply or register for it. Something. Some motherfuckers. Um, and then just real quickly, there was a story about a woman, uh, she ran her boyfriend over with a car because she found him naked in bed with her seven-year-old. So good for her for running him over. This is why you have to be careful about dating people when you have kids. You just really, cause there are people that date people with kids specifically because they're pedophiles. And they're not dating you. They're dating your kid. They they dealt with you to get access to your child. And you just have, and he looked like, I mean, this might have been after she ran him over with the car. So maybe that's why he looked so rough. But <laughs> I don't condone that. You don't condone her running him over? No. Not at all. Because okay. that makes it premeditated. <laughs> See, you got to get some hot grits. <laughs> Boiling water. We're going back to the hot to the boiling water. And go in the house and you cooking. You cooking, right? You ain't even went to the back yet. You know what I'm saying? And when you were cooking and you went to the back and realized that this man was in the in the bed naked to your daughter, you went and you got that boiling water. You poured it on him. It was out of the blue. You just weren't thinking it was a karma. Going to get in your car and wait till he get in a position for you to be able to hit him. In lieu of just driving through your house into your bedroom to do it, that's premeditated. I can make a case. It's not premeditated because she did. It's still a crime of passion. She didn't know that she was gonna find him in bed with the child. So everything she did after that was in response to. No, it depends on how she got him in front of the car, though. He probably got up. She was freaking out, yelling at him. He threw on some pants and probably ran outside. I need to find the um, story so I can see exactly what I happened. like to know because this shit, like, well, was, did he not have a car? Was his car in the garage? Why would he be running so far instead of getting in his car? Well, I you guess- know, if you're freaking out, you might not. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, this was in Texas. If you like, if something crazy happened, you might not be thinking to go get in your car. But this is the thing. This is why I have a problem with stuff like this, where somebody's child is impacted and they make a decision like this. It's because depending on your race, depending on what state you are in, depending on the power or prestige of that other person, you can very well be taken out of your child's life because of something like that. They're Hispanic, so she'll probably be okay. What? You don't know about this Hispanic lady that they're trying to kill in Texas? For what? Because they say that she abused her children, which she didn't abuse her children. It's been like 20 years. Her children are grown now, but mm-hmm. they railroaded her so bad about her children. They just halted her execution so that they can, because nobody believed that she abused her children. But CPS, the police, they all railroaded her because she was Latina. And said that she abused her six-year-old when the evidence didn't even line up to her abusing her. And they put her on death row for that. She's been on death row for like 20-something years. So it ain't no look. A, a Hispanic in Texas, if you're well, not legal, y'all ain't going to he, jail. They're, they're both Hispanic, and he is a pedophile. So <laughs> they got to choose one. <laughs> if, if she ain't legal, she is fucking not going to stay here. 
She just committed well, a crime, a murder. This well, is she, she, he didn't die. She he this is in Lubbock, Texas. The man in Texas was arrested and charged with aggravated sexual assault of a child after police said a seven-year-old's mother found him naked in bed with the girl. According to the police report, the woman called 911 around 1 a.m. on August the 8th, 2021, when she found her boyfriend in the bed. Uh it was reported that the man uh, was identified in the police report as 29-year-old Delmer Orlando Ortiz Lacona. Uh, in the Lubbock County Detention Center, his name is listed as Delmer uh, Orlando Delmer Ortiz. When the woman called 911, she started yelling, what are you doing to her? Then she told the dispatcher that she needed an officer at her home. I just found my man who lives with me naked in bed with my daughter. Please hurry. He's running away. Please hurry. When the dispatcher asked, and he's your boyfriend, the woman responded, he's supposed to be, but you hurry up or I'm going to kill him. I'm going to fucking kill him. Please hurry. Please hurry. I'm fixing to kill him. Hurry, please. Please hurry. Please fucking hurry. He's jumping the fence. He's jumping the fucking fence. Hurry. So he was running on foot. <laughs> he ran Bro, this is bad. <laughs> She just she just admitted all that shit on that. The, call, the, on the, that 911 audio. Call, the 911 call taker heard the woman tell the child to get in the car. Oh, she did it with the kid in the car. Now don't involve the child. <laughs> Listen, that again, that's why this whole situation get dicey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because that yeah, all this shit is fucked oh, up. She you, had got home from work. Uh the dispatcher asked if the child was okay. The woman said, Yes, I just got home just on just in time. She told the 911 call taker she was following the mail and I'm not gonna deal with it. The, then the 911 call taker heard a loud sound that sounded like something was hit, and then a little girl started screaming and crying. This person heard someone say, please get an ambulance. The 911 call taker asked, did you just hit him? The woman went on to explain that Lacona jumped in front of her car and she hit him. He jumped in front of your car, ma'am. <laughs> she said he was passed out drunk, but everyone was okay, ma'am. Investigators were assigned to the case in March, and the woman agreed to bring the child to be forensically interviewed for the assault case. The child gave specific details about the assault. In April, police attempted to interview Lacona about the sexual abuse investigation, but police reports show he repeatedly refused to show up to schedule meetings with the investigator. Uh, case was presented to the criminal district attorney's office. So that's what happened. I want to keep up with that case. I want to see what happens to that lady. If anything. This, yeah, all of this is uh, recent, so there's not been a been an update. All right, so before we go, I'm just going to mention this real quick because we're going to have a lot more to talk about this coming up in the coming weeks. One of them is the uh, Johnny um, Depp and Amber Heard trials. <laughs> um, so we'll talk about that later. We'll talk. Let's see what the result of the defamation case is first, and then let's have a conversation about it. Um, but the last, the next thing, which is another subject that's going to have a lot to talk about soon is the uh, opinion draft that was leaked uh, from the Supreme Court by Judge Alito uh, uh, regarding overturn Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Oh, man, this is some deep shit, y'all. We are in for a fucking ride because this challenges components of the 14th Amendment that will allow other things to be challenged in court, such as contraceptives and other things of that nature. Uh, what happened basically is enough judges signed on to Alito's opinion to believe that if Roe was challenged in the Supreme Court, that it would be overturned. Now, you would think that Republicans would be jumping for joy right now. They are not. Um, 
they are talking about how problematic that leak is. And now, this leak could have came from one or two places. It could have came from a liberal place where a person was trying to warn everybody what was happening with the Supreme Court, but it could also come from a conservative place where everybody was, somebody was trying to gloat about what was about to happen with the Supreme Court case. But the issue, I think, several issues going on. I think that Republicans have been using abortion rights as a wedge issue that they never really wanted to pass because they benefit more from having that extreme Christian single issue voter base voting on this particular thing. So what's going to have to happen now is that Republicans are going to have to create a new wedge issue for that group. And it's going to have to be as extreme or more extreme than abortion rights in order to keep that group because if this was what they were trying to accomplish why they coming to the polls tomorrow republicans gonna have to create a new issue for that group and i think the republicans have benefited more having that as a a issue to get people to the polls than it no longer being an issue that will bring people out to the polls that's one thing another thing is this is highly unpopular legislation in every state no state has more than 30 percent support for overturning abortion rights, meaning that this really could cause them an impact in the midterms. This is why they're not trying to praise it and make it seem like, hey, y'all, this is something we've done. They're trying to downplay it and just make it seem like, okay, this is something that the Supreme Court did. I think they're gonna try to separate themselves from it because they don't want to seem to be the ones like that. I think that when they've been stacking the Supreme Court, they didn't realize that conservative judges was gonna actually at some point be fucking conservative. And it's going to, it's going to be a problem for the Republicans that politicize um, being Republican. They politicize what they talk about in order to obtain power and, and influence with the companies and, and people that pay for their campaigns. So we're going to have a lot more to talk about this, but I want to see how this continues to unfold and, you know, one of the judges said, no, it's not, you know, this doesn't mean that that's going to be the decision, but it's overwhelming support for it in the Supreme Court. And this is going to be a problem because what it's going to mean is that poor people ain't going to be able to get abortions. But rich people, they kids just going to disappear for a semester and come yep. back like nothing ever happened. Yep, indeed. That's you know? what was happening before. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just going to go back to what was happening. My issue has always been with the pro-life people. Because, again, it's all about minding your business. If that's how you feel, that's cool. But you're not pro-life. I really wish they would stop saying it. You're pro-birth. Because you're really only... There have been so many, like, people... Like, uh, all these little interviews and stuff with pro-life people. Y'all care about the baby being born. But then you'll vote against policies that are going to help single mothers, that are going to help impoverished kids, that are going to help these kids once they get here. Because you don't give a fuck about them when they get here. You don't care. It don't matter, but they need to be born. All babies have a right to live. It don't matter how much of a shitty ass life it might be. It don't matter how much trauma they gonna probably endure. They're alive to endure that trauma. And so all that's all that fucking matters. And it just, it doesn't, so stop, you're not pro-life. I've yet to meet a pro-life person. Met plenty of pro-birth people, tons of them. All but right, I know y'all right. really concerned about no child's life all that right. they live once they get here. <laughs> all right, all right. Listen here, little baby. We're going to get you here, all right? But getting you here comes with some arrangements, okay? Now, we're going to get you here, but if you're, if you're goddamn a blackie, 
a damn Latiner or one of them old Asians with the eyes, if you're one of them, I, I can't guarantee you're going to have some good shit, right? Well, matter of fact, them Asians is all right. If you're one of them Native Americans or them Indians, that we, we can't help you, all right? That we're going to get you here. But, you know, if you're in one of those cultures where you're poverty-stricken, we're not going to support legislation to get you food. We're not going to support legislation to get you welfare. We're not going to support legislation to get you anything because we don't want you to be entitled. You're going to have to pick yourself up by bootstraps so you can get on this country because a motherfucking Uncle Sam ain't giving shit away, number one. Number two, if you happen to grow up in a poverty-stricken environment and your school shit, I'm not going to support anything to change making your school better because you know what? Property taxes pays for the schools and everything and, you know, your poor ghetto houses, if they can't pay for a good education, then you need to move over here. But, you know, if you move over here, then we're probably going to try to put you out because we don't want you over here for real. So we're going to say that, you know, you should come over here and move to a better place. But if you move to a better place, we really don't mean for you to move to a better place. So it ain't really going to help you, you know, so we can't help you there. All right. Now, if you happen to be in that poverty-stricken environment and it causes you to be a person that leads to a life of crime because, you know, sometimes black people move into the white communities and then we participate in a thing called white flight. And we're we going to get the hell out of there. Like, why we stay over there? We don't want no brownies living next to us. You know, so why the hell am I going to stay over there? So we're going to leave. You're not going to have any jobs. You don't have any education. You're in a poverty-stricken environment. We don't support any kind of legislation that's going to help you succeed through that. And so if you happen to turn to crime to do things which, you know, motherfucking in America, you can't just do whatever the fuck you want to do. It don't matter the circumstances. I don't have to support shit for you, for you to be able to do right. You just to be able to do right. But if you do wrong and you go to jail, I'm sorry. You know, this just shit happens, you know? And goddamn, if you, the crime is bad enough, I know the arrangements that will get you here, make sure you live. But if, if your goddamn crime is bad enough, we're going to kill your ass. <laughs> just straight up. That's the American goddamn way. Corporal punishment, Capital punishment and the death goddamn penalty. If you, you commit a crime, you're going to die. We'll get you here. Let's shake on it, motherfucker. That's exactly what that shit is. Pretty much. Pro motherfucking birth, but not pro motherfucking life. Because as soon as the life get here, it's we don't give a fuck about you, period. <laughs> Figure it out now. <laughs> like, it just... And that's what frustrates me. I, I, I don't care about people having different opinions from me. That's fine. But again, it's like... Your opinion isn't even what you're saying it is because you don't care about this life. You feel like they, they, they just have the right and deserve to just be born. But you don't care what that life looks like when they get here. Even if it's under horrific circumstances. There's a lady who is being interviewed or like it's like a, um, I don't know what it, the video, what they were doing. But she's discussing this topic. And the guy asked her about if a child or if a if a child is raped, like let's say a 14-year-old child is raped, um, or a woman is raped and gets pregnant, and all of the psychological damage that having that child can do, the physical damage for a 14-year-old or younger to give birth to a baby, all of those things. And she said, Well, but what about that baby's right to live? <laughs> that was her response. Because you don't care about life. Life is not just birth. It doesn't stop at birth. It begins there. And so if you don't give a fuck about these, the lives of the people who are giving birth to these babies, stop saying you're pro-life. You're not. That's my only pet peeve. Just say what you are. Say you feel like babies should be born. Because that's what it is. So just say that. But don't act like you give a fuck about the lives of these children that are born. Because you don't. You vote against legislation. You talk shit about 
<laughs> these neighborhoods and all of this shit. Like you don't care. So just stop pretending like you care. Just say what it really is. And that's just let that be it. They believe in the concept of life, but not the reality of it. Yeah. And and that's another big issue. I mean, because these people at these pro life rallies, they don't go to the adoption agencies nope. after that, you know. There's uh what four hundred thousand kids in America that's needing to be adopted and they are in a system where their uh, their trauma is just accumulating yep. because of being in that system and it's like Christians especially those extreme Christians like that get to go and set up their picket fence deny the things that you know will help women in these cases and go home and sleep like a baby at night because they don't believe this will ever impact them but as soon as their child get pregnant they disappear for a semester and show up <laughs> Like ain't nothing ever happened in six months because they've been forced by their parents to get an abortion. Yep. It's so ridiculous. Like, I, you know, it's exhausting. So many things about living in this country is exhausting. And this is one of those things. Like I said, I don't I don't care about people having differences of opinion, but your opinion is not even what you're stating that it is because you're not pro-life. You don't care about the lives of these children. Because you're right, they have videos of people that are doing these um, picketing outside of these uh, clinics, and they'll ask them like, "Did have you adopted?" I had my own kids. Oh, but you know that there's a lot of these lives right now that you're saying need to be born. They get born, get neglected, and end up in the system and need somewhere to go. But that's not your problem, right? Because you got them here, <laughs> so I don't need to do anything else. I mean, I, I picketed for them to be born. Now. You know, if the mom is neglectful or if circumstances just, you know, dictate that the child ends up in the foster care system, then I, you know, it's out of my hands. I can't do anything about that. But they were born and that's all that matters. <laughs> and it just sounds so ridiculous. This <laughs> is the stupidest shit. Oh, God. I just, I hate it. I hate that people are so willfully ignorant. It annoys me. And I'm very scared to see how this is going to turn out because it's not going to be anything good. And, you know, this is why I say, like, I don't give a fuck. All, all of my, you know, out of the country listeners, I know America sucks. <laughs> you will never hear me on this podcast be like, America, because I know it is trash here. <laughs> it is trash. And only the delusional do not realize that we are all living in a big ass dumpster fire. It's the land of the free and the home of the brave, though, Red. Okay. Aren't you brave? No. And I'm definitely not free. Damn. <laughs> Shit. Hell, by all of these systems that I got to pay into and do just to fucking live here. Oh, we were- and then not be paid enough. Cost of living go up. Your, your wages stay the same, but you still supposed to be able to manage. The fuck? <laughs> Ridiculous. I thought we were free. Trash. Trash. We're not free. Ten out of ten would not recommend stay in your own country, and not because I don't feel like you're good enough to be over here, but because it's trash. You don't want to be over here. <laughs> then take your black ass back to Africa. I ain't never been to Africa to take it back to to there. So take your black ass back to Compton. <laughs> <laughs> you been there either? For the country. I live next to your kin people. So I could take my ass back there, but it's a whole lot of white people there too. So I'll tell you right now, if you go to the wrong corner of it, you're gonna find the hoods oh. in the last few minutes of your life. 
Oh God, sad. So sad. Anybody from a different country? Sometimes you gotta laugh to keep from fucking you crying. Really do. <laughs> oh, you really do. It's awful. Anyway, that's it. We are almost thirty minutes old. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you know, you love it. You love it. If you made it to this part, you love it. You love it. If you didn't make it to this part, then you ain't hearing this right now anyway, so fuck you. But if you made it, that don't apply to you. It only applies to people that didn't make it. It don't apply, Lady Flock. So if you heard this, we good. If you didn't hear this, I ain't talking to you. I'm really talking to the people who did it. And now they're going to be like, yeah, fuck them. They should have made it here, too. I made it here. <laughs> but you got anything else on your mind, Red? I, I do not. Neither do I. So until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. <laughs> <laughs>